Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. Today we cover Leviticus 19 through 21, uh, as well as the second half of Proverbs 16. Five observations from our three chapters in Leviticus today. Number one, holiness is called for and is demonstrated by obeying the Lord. Uh, here, the early part of chapter 19, uh, these laws are uh, given again, some of them repeated. And what that is showing us is that the Lord is calling for holiness from His people, and that that holiness is demonstrated by obeying the Lord. And so, I, I just want to challenge you today, uh, as you read through the laws recorded in Leviticus 19, to ask yourself, is your heart loving the Lord, and is that love for the Lord being demonstrated uh, by by your obedience to His commands? Um, and the, the commands of the Lord are for our good. Uh, when He tells us to um, have no other gods before Him, that's for our good. Um, the, the human heart uh, is designed uh, to be able to worship and, and we are called to worship the Lord. And if you worship things other than the Lord, it's for your demise. And so all of God's laws, uh, all of His commands, His statutes, they are for our good. And so ask yourself, is your heart treasuring the Word of God? Is your heart loving the will, the will and the ways of God? Secondly, we see this observation that provisions were to be made to help the poor. Uh, we see that in the middle part of chapter 19, that the Lord was calling his people to make provisions for the sojourners uh, and for those who are poor, uh, that they were to help take care of each other. Thirdly, God's people are to love others as themselves. Chapter 19, verse 18, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Uh, I love how we see that several times in our reading today. Just the reminder, I am the Lord. I have the right to command what I will. I have the right to call you to live a certain way. Why? Because I am the Lord. And because He's the Lord, uh, He's first place in our life. And because He's the Lord, we should joyfully do what He says. And He commands us here uh, to love our neighbor as ourselves. See to it that you're showing love and grace and compassion to those in your life. Number four, God's people are again instructed to not look like other nations. We see that repeated again here in chapter 20. Verse 23, you shall not walk in the customs of the nation that I am driving out before you. Verse 24, I am the Lord your God who has separated you from the people. And if you think that sounds familiar, it is. Um, and and we, we would do well to recognize when the Lord continues to emphasize these things. Not only because it shows its importance, but, but I think it also shows um, anytime in Scripture where you see these commands given over and over again, I think we take from that, that that these are things that are going to be hard. These are things that we need continually to be reminded of. And, and as, as human beings, we are so prone to imitate, 
so prone to be jealous, take things of other people that we like or wish we had and try to emulate it in our life. And so once again, we get this reminder um, that we are not to look like, or God's people in the Old Testament, we're not to look like other nations. Today, we as Christians are not to look like the world. We are the called out ones uh, to be separated unto the Lord. And then a fifth observation, God has high standards for his leaders. We see that in chapter 21, uh, these very uh, high standards for uh, the priests that are there. So what does that mean for us today? Uh, Number one, seeing God as our Lord is essential to joyfully obeying his commands. Seeing God as our Lord is essential to joyfully obeying his commands. And so what 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 that means is that we if we don't see God for who he is, then we'll see his commands as as burdensome. But again, if we recognize his commands are for our good, then we're freed to joyfully obey him. So when your when your parent tells you as a little child you cannot ride your bike in the street, you think, oh, that, that's so limiting. The street's so big and wide open. That would be so fun. Why are, why are my parents trying to limit my fun? They're not trying to limit your fun. They're trying to keep you safe. They're doing that for your good. As you get older, more mature, you recognize that the, the restrictions from your parents were actually for your good. Uh, if you play in the street as a child, it won't be long until you're injured and you've lost your freedom. If you stay safe within the boundaries of safety, then you enjoy the freedom of being able to continue to ride your bike. So that's true for a little child. Well, for this young nation that's developing right now that God is building, they need to see God uh, as their Lord, then joyfully obey his commands. Now, that same application is true for you and for me today, that we should always remember and remind ourselves God knows best. God sees all. God has a plan. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts greater than our thoughts. And so if he gives us commands, uh, even if we don't understand them, uh, we should remember he is Lord and obey him. Number two, God uses his laws to bless his people. So just as we should trust uh, that his, his commands are best, so he demonstrates that. Uh, we saw that in the reading today uh, in uh, chapter uh, turn the page one too many times here in chapter 19 um, in verse 10 you shall leave uh, the, 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 the grapes here for the poor and for the sojourner verse 9 uh, when you reap the harvest of your land you shall not reap your field right up to its edge neither shall you gather gleanings after your harvest. Um, now, where in the Bible do we see these very practices um, taking place? Well, we see it in the book of Ruth, when Ruth is out gleaning. And so, uh, Boaz is instructing his workers um, how to follow uh, what, what's been prescribed here by the Lord Number three, we should not show favoritism to the wealthy. 
chapter 19, verse 15. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. We see this in the New Testament uh, in James 2, um, where it talks about if, if, if someone comes into um, your assembly and, and he's poor, and so you say, you know, you sit over there, but a man in, in nice clothes and a gold ring comes in, you say, hey, sit here, you know, here's the choice seats for you. And in the book of James, it says, don't show favoritism. We're not supposed to reject someone because they're poor. We're not supposed to show favoritism to somebody because they are wealthy. And that's embedded in the character of God, uh, that, that God's people uh, don't show favoritism uh, to, to people based on worldly things. Number four, we must show love and kindness to our neighbor and not demand our own way. As, as you read uh, today, think about that. Think of what God is building into his people. To show love and kindness, love your neighbor as yourself. To not demand your own way, um, to, but, but to think of what your neighbor needs. And then a fifth application, um, leadership brings even higher accountability. We see that in, in the reading today. We see in the New Testament for believers, for Christians, uh, one, just one example, James 3, not many of you should become teachers, for you incur a stricter judgment. Um, and so while all Christians should live uh, in holiness and all Christians should, see, should seek to obey the Lord, uh, leadership has an even higher accountability. Um, and those who are called to lead God's people should do so with humility, um, not thinking too highly of ourselves. Um, in leadership, one of the things that really gets people on the wrong track is when they feel like, um, if you're a leader, the people you're leading, when you start to feel like you are better than them uh, or that, you, that they're there just to serve you, it's really the opposite in God's kingdom. Leaders are servants. Leaders are not to lord their leadership over people in their charge. Um, the scripture says that's what the Gentiles do. That's what the unbelievers do. But in the kingdom, those who are leaders are servants. And so leaders have uh, in the kingdom an even higher accountability. Higher accountability to know the truth. To live as an example to the flock. Uh, and to be servants. And then a summary from Proverbs 16. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Proverbs is, is in the reading today. Uh, in Proverbs 16, uh, we're reading the second half of the chapter. And I love uh, verse 28. It says, A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. So here's my summary from today's reading. Don't be a whisperer and stir up contention. You know what a whisperer is? A whisperer is someone who's always talking. Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what he said? Did you know what they're doing? Can you believe what happened to them? And they're talking in these low, hushed tones because they're always trying to spread gossip, always trying to, to take close friends and, and, and split them apart. Uh, being a whisperer uh, is is the fast road to... Uh, to living out folly. Don't be a whisperer. Um, don't be saying things that aren't yours to tell. 
Uh, if somebody tells you something in confidence, hold that in confidence. If somebody confides in you, be trustworthy. Uh, don't go around the office or the school hallway or the lunchroom uh, or the church lobby and be a whisperer. Whisperers separate close friends. Um, and so we don't want to do that. We want to live lives um, full of love and grace and um, where people can trust us. Uh, whisperers separate close friends. That, that's the last thing that, that we want to be about. So as you read today, uh, enjoy it. You'll learn some things, hopefully see some applications that will be an encouragement to your soul. I hope that's the case today.